I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello. Welcome everybody to the Five Yard IDP pod with me, Nate Davis. Um, today we'll be reviewing week seven and getting you ready for week eight, as you will probably see. I'm still at the office. Brendan, why don't you tell everybody where you are? I'm um, I'm coming to you from um, sunny. Uh, well, we're up in the Moray Firth at the moment on holiday. But um, I've been I've been suffering. Uh, in fact, we all have with stinking head colds for the last few days. So um, if I do sound a bit below par, it's not. You know, it's just I've tried all the medication in the local pharmacy. I've said to Nate, so we're going to combat that now with um, a bottle of this. And if that doesn't work, um, there's a very large gin and tonic as well. So, um, so <laughs> did, you go, did you go to a Scottish doctor? Did they prescribe that? Did they? That, that's all you can get in a Scottish pharmacy. Ah, I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, first choice would be whiskey, but I'm not a big whiskey drinker, as yeah. you know. So, um, you know, I've, I've had to, I've had to tone it down. I mean, you know, I've got to be sensible. I said, for God's sake, I've got a podcast to do this evening. So, um, I don't think a bottle of Bell's is going to go down too well. So, oh, okay. But uh, yes, I've, I've survived and Nate's at the office, I'm on holiday, dying of man flu, but yeah. this is just how committed we are, so Fair we play. are here. <laughs> right then, um, as you all know, before we go much further, I have got to let you know that 
Manscaped are our sponsors and they are the market leader in men's below the waist grooming. They've just released the Lawnmower 4.0, which is a fantastic bit of kit. One of the best things about this is the skin safe technology. So you will get no nicks on your bits and you can receive 20% off with the code five yard at manscaped.com. So that's 20% off with the code five yard. Um, it, it really is a game changer in that area and you're missing out if you don't have one. There's also free worldwide shipping. So sort yourself out and get involved. So 20% off with the code 5YARD at manscaped.com. So Thursday night football. Um, right, uh, just to let you know before I start this off, I'm going to probably tell yeah, I will, I will touch on some of the top scores that we've got so far throughout the season. So when we're reviewing the players, I might mention where they're ranking so far in IDP Plus this season. Um, so kicking it off, Thursday night football, it's the Packers versus uh, at the cards. Um, two players I want to highlight, both I mentioned actually last week, um, they impressed me in week seven. Marcus Golden and Rashawn Gary, both are getting to the QB and both are racking up good fantasy points. Um, they both got over 25 points in IDP Plus in Week 7, so they should be owned. The Packers' pass rush was great last week and gave um, Taylor Heineke a, a, a really difficult day. Um, Kingsley KK and um, Dean Lowry also scored well up front. But for me, they're not really um, they're not really in the week eight matchup against the Cards. I don't think they're two players that I would be highlighting. I mean, they might do well, but it, that would be a bit of an outside punt. Um, Rashawn Gary is my pick up front for the Packers. Um, uh, linebacker Devondre Campbell, he he's definitely worth a mention at the moment. He's 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 been really well, consistent at this moment in time. So yeah, definitely in play. Um, Houston didn't did get to Kyler Murray though uh, on multiple occasions. So as I mentioned, um, that's why that's why I'm that's why I'm highlighting um, the uh, Rashawn Gary especially. Adrian Amos is is my pick again in the secondary. Um, just just going through some of the season points so far. So far on the season. Devondre Campbell has 67 tackles. He has 124 points and is seventh overall in IDP. It was a bit of a shock for me. I didn't think he'd be that high up, but he is. Um, so he's he's showing some real good consistency. Adrian Amos with 47 tackles is 70th overall. And Kenny Clark is 87th overall with 77 points. Um, they're the only players in the top 100. Um, but it shows you that the Packers actually, as a team, defensively, are scoring quite well. For the Cards, they have um, the Cards have six players in the top ten against the Packers, only three. Um, they have Marcus Golden at number thirty-five with ninety-six point five points. Isaiah Simmons and Jordan Hicks, um, they're tied at forty, at position number forty with ninety-three point five points. Chandler Jones at 71 and Byron Murphy at 80, Buddha Baker at 86. So yeah, there's a there's a fair few Cardinals players in that top hundred. So they're definitely 
you're looking at just what teams to target rather than individual players, then you know that you could go you could go off that. Um, going back to the matchup, uh, Marcus Golden, JJ Watt, they're in play at home to 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 Aaron Rodgers. He got he got sacked three times last week. And for me, it's one of these kind of big games, big, big names. They tend to, it tends to work like that in these real big ones. And this, this is for me, this is, this is a highlight game this, this week. Um, JJ Watt can't be ignored in this. Um, but, but my players to pick up start are Marcus Golden, Rushon Gary, Byron Murphy is also there, Adrian Amos, um, and the only linebacker in this that I can really trust at this moment in time, I mean, the the, the Cardinals linebackers are not eating into each other's points, but kind of. It's difficult to see which one's going to show up week on week. Jordan Hicks is probably the one out of, out of everybody. Um, but Devondre Campbell is the one that I would play um, in this matchup between the two. He's the one that I would select from the Packers. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, Devondre Campbell, the, the only worry is Jalen Smith. And we mentioned him last week. He, he did, he did actually play last, last week, but he didn't, he didn't really show up. So, so at the moment, Devondre Campbell's the man. I've got the cards to win. Um, but it's, yeah, it should be a cracker, cracker of a game. Have you got to win that and then Brent? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a bad game to, uh, to kick week eight off with. Um, I, I still think the cards... Um, it's. I mean, you've, you've touched on Amos. He was a, a player highlight for, for sort of Green Bay last week, as um, you know, being a you know being a potential sort of you know uh, pickup if if you can get him. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say the cards just this week. Um, they're both playing well. It's it's not a must win game for both teams. It's it's still quite sort of early on, I suppose, all things considered. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Arizona. They just don't seem to be missing a beat at the moment on either side of the ball. Um, so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take Arizona in this one. Right. Um, I'm going to Bengals at the Jets. So, Bengals, huge week eight win. Um, so, you know, 41-17 at the Ravens, put some five and two. Take some top of the AFC North. The office, you know, the offense was great. I mean, it racked at 520 points, but the defense only allowed Freeman's William and Bell. You know, they were only allowed to rush for 29 yards off 11 carries. Now, this Bengals defense is is really doing the business as well. Um, you know, they were forcing Jackson to to throw it, um, and you know, really this week against the Jets, that's got to be a case of rinse and repeat. Um, they've got an offense, you know, they're going up against error prone, Zach Wilson, low on confidence. Um, as far as the Bengals go, uh, week seven, top performers, uh, Sam Hubbard, 33 points, two and a half sacks, uh, three QB hits, Logan Wilson, Jesse Bates, Trey Hendrickson, all went for double figures, um, you know, and that's against the Ravens. So now as Nath's, you know, advised in previous weeks, this is a game where you want to be stacking up players. If you've got a Hubbard, a Bates, a Wilson, a Hendrickson, even a Von Bell, um, play whoever you've got, really. I mean, it's, it's just one of those games. Um, you know, if you've got any of those guys on, on the roster, stick them in. Um, 
one of the waiver picks for this week, um, from purely because they're going up against the Jets, I'd even look at the likes of you know Jermaine Pratt, a linebacker. Um, you know, he had 22 points sort of week one versus the Vikings. You know, he's been you know, a little bit hit and miss, but again, if you are a bit short, you know, he's had solid performances in weeks four and five against the Jags and the Packers. So, um, he had a quiet game on Sunday, but again, he's one of those players he's available and you just look at the matchup, you know, if, if you want to stick him in there against an awful Jets offense, then um, I think he could probably do okay. The Jets, uh, can I make a case for the Jets this week? Um, in terms of the game, no, just no way. Um, IDP-wise, you know, CJ Mosley's still likely to be out. Um, maybe Marcus May at, at sort of DB, you know, off the back of his 22.5 points against the Pats. Um, but the concern for me, even with the secondary, you know, someone like May, um, you know, this this Burroughs-Chase combo is, is a, it's just a step up. Um, you know, Chase has just been so good after the catch. I mean, that uh, that touchdown he scored on Sunday, you know, he turned three Ravens defenders inside out, went for 82 yards for the, the TD. Um, I think, to be honest, if, if you've got solid alternatives to any Jets players on your bench, I'd really consider just swerving the Jets altogether. Um, you know, I suppose you could still play the Williams boys um, for the Jets if, you, if you're really short. Um but yeah, summary of this game, you know, no pun intended, but the Jets just get mauled by the Bengals this week, I reckon. So um, I can't see, can't see it going any other way, frankly. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd have to be crazy to have a have a punt on the Jets against that Bengals team at the moment. Like you said, firing. Well, I think that's an understatement. I mean, I didn't see. I thought they were playing well, the Bengals, and I thought. Yeah, they're a decent side, but I mean that that kind of catapults them into a different stratosphere with that result. But, I mean, just yeah, to throw them out, how they did it was yeah. like. But but to see the defense stepping up in recent weeks and playing the way it is, it's just that's yeah, they're, they're, they could be the real deal this season. Yeah, yeah, De- uh, defensively, there's there's and it's not just one or two, you know yeah. that the yeah. There's a there's a few big players there that are that are really um, taking hold of of well I mean in previous years they've been not average but you you know you look at some of those players that are starting to step up now Sam Hubbard um, Logan Wilson who we know they've always been good players but they got a chance here to become they carry on like they are yeah they're they're going to go down in they're going to go down in Bengals history put it that way this this. We keep going like this. It's a small, you know, it's quite short, you know, history. Very small history. <laughs> it is, yeah. Well, you got got to put somebody in there, aren't you? You'll start somewhere. Yeah. So. Right. For me, where am I next? I'm at Titans at Indy. Um, so talking about people sort of stepping up and getting... Let's take a second and um, let's respect Mr. Harold Landry. I mean... It seems like you said it last week. Every week we seem to be talking about him, and I'm going to again. Um, he sits third overall in IDP plus. So he sits at that top of that tree, and the way he's going at the moment is the fact that he adds so many sacks to his game. Not only is his tackle flaws not bad neither, and it's just but it's the sack kind. So he's got 37 tackles so far on the season. 
and 7.5 sacks. Um, he's absolutely on fire and he's going to be after Carson Wentz in this divisional matchup. Um, he got to the QB five times when these two met in week three. Um, so yeah, watch out, watch out, Mr. Wentz, I would. Um, Kevin Bayard, he sits number 30 overall on the current rankings, and he's also in good form um, in the secondary. Danico Autry mentioned him, I think, week three. We picked him out as somebody to look at. He's also he's one of these players that I think is benefiting probably from an all-round good defence with people like Jeffrey Simmons up front and, um, you know, Harold Landry bringing the pressure. Autry's there often maybe not the strongest covered um, lineman and he may be a good pickup and he as he had a monster week in week seven he sacks Mahomes twice um yeah David Long he's he's playing consistently at linebacker um he's got solid tackle numbers um he currently sits 48th overall on the season in ITV plus which is great to see he's the linebacker 30 with with Jalen um with Jalen Brown still on IR, he's definitely a man to sort of start. You just gotta watch it when Jalen Brown does come off IR because he um he was and probably will go back to being their 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 main linebacker. Um in the secondary, yeah, I'm not really interested in anybody else bar Kevin Bayard at the moment. Um and that sort of covers off the, that sort of covers off the Titans. Over to Indy. Xavier Rhodes, he's joined the 2021 party eventually. Um, not a massive fan of him, but there we go. In week, in week seven, he had four tackles, two pass defended and an interception. He got 17.5 points on the week. Um, if he can keep himself fit, which that is the big question, he's a decent ad. But guess what? He's, he is actually questionable again at the moment. So yeah, yeah, maybe not, maybe not quite yet. See, see if he gets through this next week, and then maybe look at him. Um, so let's talk about more consistent players in the secondary. Kari Willis, another big week from him. Another interception. Um, he's on eighty nine point five points on the season. Absolutely staggering, really. And Kenny Moore, he's at seven with 96.5 points. Um, yeah, yeah. So more and Willis, more and Willis are must, must plays week in, week out. I mean, if they're still kicking around, you, you've got to pick them up because they seem to be, they seem to be racking the points up week on, week off. And it's just, yeah, they're, they're definite ads. Um, apart from Darius Leonard, linebacker-wise, Bobby Okariki, he's putting up decent numbers. Um, however, if it wasn't for the tackle for a loss this week, his numbers probably, yeah, they wouldn't have been that good. Up front, DeForest Buckner had a good week, got a sack and a tackle for a loss. But apart from that, yeah, I, fa- I fancy Indy to, to shock the Titans in this one. That's my sort of call of the week. I do I do fancy Indy. Um, I, think the, I think Titans are... You know, I know they're rolling this wave at the moment, but I don't know. I've just got a feeling the wheels are going to come off and I've got a feeling it might be this one. 
Yeah, I, there is a case for him. Um, I mean, I, I was last pod I'd I mentioned sort of in previous weeks. I wanted to see more from the likes of of DeForest Buckner, and I, I do like this Colts defense, and they're starting to, you know, they're start. I I just get the feeling that the, the Titans are starting to look after a shaky start, like the playoff team we saw last year. Um, so I'm I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm going to split the difference on this one. I'm, I'm going to say the Titans probably carry on. I still um, worry. I still worry what happens when Big Derek doesn't get going. I just, I still worry a little bit. I mean, I know people yeah. said oh, his points weren't that good this week, but they were earlier on. They, he still started reasonably well. And no, I, and I, I know what you mean with that Colts defense starting to play well. If you're going to start to rely early in the game on, on, you know one of the sackings of the season, Tannehill and that O-line. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the yeah. secondary is good. I think Willis more, I think they're, they're playing really well. And I just think, yeah, I don't know why. We'll see. Probably completely I, wrong. Get absolutely. I, I, still, I still prefer the Titans on offense. So <laughs> just for that reason. And on the assumption that Henry just pounds it a bit. Yeah. I'd, I'd say take a bit of the pressure off Tannehill. And, and I think the Titans go again. So, but um, we'll see. Right, um, moving over to Rams at Houston Texans. Um, so the first game I just covered off. Uh, there's a bit of copy and paste here from the Bengals and the Jets, really. Um, especially with the Rams coming off the back of you know an important win, Stafford against his old team, um, and the Cards you know blowing out Houston quite comfortably. Um, so we've got the Rams top performers, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Um, that, that secondary sort of 22 points, including a pick. Um, I suppose we have to talk about um, the recent elephant in the room, Kenny Young, um, who had another good game, including a sack, um, but is now a Denver Bronco. Um, any thoughts on that? Because we, we discussed it briefly last night. And we were both a bit... Not a, sure bit, of a, that, really. a bit, yeah. bit of a shocker. I mean... Especially given what they got in return. You go, well, you know, he's, all right, he's not going to get the snap count necessarily mm. but you know he's, he's had a decent season for yeah him. i think he's, he's 20 he's 26 overall points wise um which i mean obviously the the the, the top the top 50 actually is littered with, with rams players um yeah i think if if the rams were just concentrating on idp plus i don't think they would let him let him go but but yeah no I'm not a massive fan of him, um, and this is it. But but it's still it's still a strange strange one. I it think is, it's an- yeah, and the, and the timing as much as anything. They, you know, they you look at where they're sitting at the moment, and you know they're mm. in contention for the division still. Um, okay, he's you know he's not going to be the first choice player necessarily, and, and like you said, you're not a massive fan of him. But um, you know, a, couple, Broncos, a couple of injuries. Aren't they? So from the Broncos' point yeah, of view, you do wonder you know, how many pound notes they've sort of waved under his nose and gone. Well, but the worry is that he goes to the Broncos and then lands on IR because that seems to is what happens to every linebacker that seems to go there at the moment. But with going back to the Rams, going back to the Rams, is it going to be interesting to see who picks up that? Um, you know, he's been racking up the points, and there's points to be had there. So for me, it's I'm not. A, not I'm not a Troy Reader fan at all. He he's not actually playing very well. Um, fair few missed tackles at the weekend. Um, 
and I think I can't remember what P PFF didn't grade him at all well. I think the rookie Ernest Jones is in for a shot here, and if he if he is, I mean that's where maybe is is a decent chance for somebody to pick up. You may pick him up, stash him, you know, because if he if he is, and that's where the points are, you could end up with a with a with a bit of a golden nugget there. Well, to be fair, I mean, I, I had a look this afternoon. They're both on, both out there on the waivers. So, you know, both Reader and, and Jones. So if you want to go and, you know, toss a coin and, and sort of, you know, it's, um, yeah, they're both out there. Well, but have a look at the bids tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, so back to the game. Um, so, yeah, we covered, uh, yeah, Ramsey was sort of uh, top of the tree against the Texans. I mean, yeah, it's... Um, um, Elsewhere for the Rams last week, Aaron Donald, Jordan Fuller, Taylor Rapp, uh, Leonard Floyd, all had quiet weeks by by their own sort of you know high standards. Um, we advised stacking up Rams players against the Lions last week. Um, it didn't quite pan out. Um, to be fair, the Lions made a decent fist of that game, um, but I'd be doubling down again and and taking you know Nath's advice again um, against his Texans offense. It was just plain sloppy. Um, at the weekend, penalties, drop passes, and they're just piling pressure on, you know, poor young Davis Mills. Um, so, and then, you know, again, speaking of Mills, um, another waiver pick I'd look at, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, um, who was top scorer DL last week with 16 and a half points, including a sack. Um, so, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be loading heavy on, on any Rams players. And again, if you're short, I'd look at someone like Joseph Day, bring him in against his Texans team. Um, the Texans, okay, Lonnie Johnson in the secondary had a good week, 21 points, including a pick. Um, he's on the waiver wire, but he's not one I'd be picking up for this game, um, especially when you look at the way Cooper Cup just looked absolutely uncoverable on Sunday. I don't think anyone in that secondary got near him. Um, so, you know, that kind of negates the case for anyone in this Texans secondary. Uh, anything further forward? No, not really. Uh, Christian Kirksey, yeah, okay, someone we've we've touched on, and yes, he'll he'll probably pick up points. He has fractured his thumb though, but I would imagine he'll play this weekend. Um, the problem for me is that Stafford looks so well protected in that pocket. Um, you look at the QB sack list; he's thirty second. You know, seven, you know, only seven defenders have got got you know anything on him this season. Um, whereas Davis Mills, you know, he's been stuffed for twice that this season already. So that just sums it up for me. I mean, I, I don't see the Texans defense getting to Stafford. Um, so to be honest, it's one of those where you go, yes, okay, you can play Kirksey, but outside of that, I'd be swerving the Texans this week across the board. Um, I see the Rams going seven and one, you know, just looking to stay in touch with the cards. Um, and, and that's it, really. Yeah. There's not much else you can say about that, mate. Um, like you said, this rams all the way for me. Um, and that sometimes it's difficult, isn't it? When we're doing this, it's like we're banging the same drum every week. On, but, but the reality is, it, you know, the stats don't lie. And the thing is, is the poor teams are poor and the good teams are good. And defensively, that's what the Rams are. They're really yeah, yeah. good. And, and, we, and we, are, we are at that sort of stage in the season now. We're sort of week eight, week nine. You know, teams are getting into a, a rhythm. Defense is light. Mm. You know, the Bengals, for instance, just, you know, we weren't too hot on the defense sort of you know, first couple of weeks of the season. But, you yeah. know, it's just starting to click. And 
yeah, I think so. I think as well. I think what people have got, you know, it's it's difficult. Sometimes we mention the obvious players, and sometimes we mention, you know, some of the lesser known players. But because of the bye weeks situation, it's actually you've got to try and we've got to try and cover the lot to a degree, and especially some of those bigger players because they are dropping on, on and off teams. I've watched it last week. Well, obviously, by Mageddon last week was just crazy what was going on there um yeah the some of the some of the caliber of players that ended up on that on that waiver well, I've never seen anything like it and now everybody's trying to buy them back it's hilarious watching it happen but yeah I, I've been I've, luckily I've been all right so far okay so getting a bit of feedback here um where am I Steelers at Browns okay so this game's going to depend on how healthy the Browns are for me. Um, by game time, yeah. Even though a banged-up Browns team managed to get a win against what was and what is an extremely poor Broncos team, uh, I worry for them in this one. The Steelers are coming off their bye week and um, off a very a good... Well, well, it was a good final performance. The final stage of the games was was a great game against the uh, Seahawks, and I think that you know they're going to be buoyed by that, and them having that bye week, I think they're going to be in, they're going to be in good nick, and I expect the Steelers to um, to to really go for them in this one. Um, I feel that the middle. So going over talking about the Browns D, I think it's the Steelers is still going to be a run heavy offense, um, and anything else is going to be over the middle, pretty much apart from the big plays. So I expect that I expect Anthony Walker to have a, a, another good day um, at linebacker. He had thirteen point five points in IDP plus and he had double digit tackle numbers again um he's a must start for me in this one I'm moving forward I'm picking up quite a bit quite a few shares in him um John Johnson also scored he scored well in week six um he got uh got an interception and um so he's off and running Miles Garrett added another 1.5 sacks to his tally so it's the big names that are showing up Week in, week out for the Browns currently. Um, for the Steelers, TJ Watt, obviously, he, he had a monster week before his bye week. Um, so did Alex Highsmith and Cam Hayward. All for me in this one on the starts against the Browns. I really fancy that D-line of the Steelers to cause havoc in this one. Um, it's either going to be against an injured Baker Mayfield or, or, or Case Keenum at the centre. Um, in the secondary, Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds are in play as well for me this week. Um, yeah, so if, 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 if you're like me and you fancy fancy this matchup, which I really do, um, and I fancy a stack, if you can't get TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, try Alex Highsmith and Terrell Edmonds. Um, that's where I'm having a look at those this week. Um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, also, 
just to add, for me, I, I've got, it's nice to see Devin Bush back to some consistency in linebacker. Um, I've been, I, I was impressed with his talent when he first came along, like a lot of people, lot, a lot of people were, um, and then injuries have just played him, but it's nice to see him back um, consistently scoring. And uh, hopefully I reckon he might be in the mix for, uh, in the linebacker one mix for next year. That kind of covers it off for me. Uh, yeah, I fancy the Steelers massive, massively in this. I'm just too banged up, the brains. And yeah, I think they can get to whoever the QB is. I think they're going to get to him. Yeah, wouldn't disagree. Um, Steelers just look, I mean, you take the sort of the banged up Browns out of the equation and Steelers look better on, on defence. What, coming back a couple of weeks ago, like I said, I think a week or two ago, I think his first game back, he didn't didn't have a massive influence, but it's just just having him there. It's just, you know, he, he, the offence, the O-line worry about him and that creates opportunities for sort of people around him. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Steelers will play this game angry. They'll they'll want to go out there and really, you know, just just absolutely hammer Cleveland. Um, it's one of those it's one of those grudge games where they 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 don't really like each other. Um, Steelers know that they could they could. They, it wouldn't surprise me if Steelers went over forty points on this one. Um, I just think they're. Um, I think the Browns have yeah they've got some problems at the moment. Um, you know, injuries aside, Baker's looked. When he's looked good, he's looked very good, but he's just looked too average in in recent weeks. Um, so um, yeah, I'd, I'd go along with that. I'd say the Steelers take this one. Right, um, oh, right. One of the games of the weekend: the Eagles at the Lions. <laughs> okay. Um, well, trick play anyone? <sighs> God. Well, yeah, they, I mean, they, you know, Dan Campbell threw a few things in there, yeah. didn't they? But uh, that was a highlight they, for me. They pulled them off. Um, <laughs> so, right, let's go with the Eagles first. Uh, so, week seven loss to the Raiders, which we we kind of you know expected the Raiders sort of you know again sort of playing angry, but it was just a bad day at the office. I mean, defensively for the Eagles, I mean, the run defense was awful. I mean, just to put it in perspective, the Raiders run so far this season has managed an average of 80 yards. They managed comfortably 120 against his Eagles sort of defense. Um, Carr almost also ripped into the secondary for over 300 yards. Well, 323 yards. Um, okay. This, you know, and there's a big difference between sort of, you know, playing an 0 and 7 Lions and, and sort of 5 and 2 Raiders. But I just, I don't like this Eagles team at the moment. Um, Alex Singleton, yeah, he managed 16.5 points, and he has been solid. He is one of those players that if he's on the roster, I, I think I've got him on at least one. Um, you can play him. Um, elsewhere, LB, Eric Wilson, yeah, he's also in play because the protection around Goff has been, well, just bad generally. Uh, Goff's been sacked 17 times this season. Um, to be honest, I'd be swerving the DBs for the Eagles simply because... Um, Car absolutely sort of shredded him. Um, and I think Goff, he's not my favourite quarterback in the world, but he is experienced enough. I think he'll pick holes in this, you know, this Philly secondary. Um, you know, he's been around the block a few times and you'll see the weaknesses there. Um, 
the Lions, I thought they did okay against the Rams. Um, you know, last week, as we touched on, Dan Campbell threw a few curveballs into the mix. Was it two two converted fake punts? Um, covered the onside kick. Um, wasn't enough, but you know, it's against the Rams, to be fair. The problem is on defense, there's very little to get excited about with this Lions team. Um, even less from an IDP perspective. Um, I mean, their top scorer last week was Tracy Walker with all of 13 points. And that kind of sums up the Lions from a, a fantasy perspective. Um, so, to be honest, I, I, I just can't, I can't make a case for anyone on Detroit's defense really at the moment. Um, so, summing the game up as a whole, I mean, these are two bad defenses. Um, but, I have got, I've got a little feeling that the Lions might pick up their first win at home this week, purely off the back of, and I, I am, I am sticking my neck on the block. Um, I'd rather they didn't because Miami are probably going to go, you know, one and seven this weekend. So, um, but I just think that that, <laughs> that Philly defense was, it was, it was bad. It was, you know, I, I thought it was. So, um, yeah, I, I am going to stick my neck on the block and go. Detroit get their first win this this Sunday. So I hope, I hope so. I really do. I I I, lo- I loved it. I thought it was. I thought it was. A, it was fun. You know, they, they, gave it, they gave it a good shot. So yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. The thing is, I, I like it from teams like that. You know, the thing is, if you're down there and you've got nothing to lose, go go for it. Just and they really they really did. And this is going to be it's going to be it's going to be tough for Philly. This I don't think they'll like this matchup at all. <laughs> so no I know what you mean right okay 49ers at Bears I'm on um, Fred Warner is having himself a very good very consistent season quietly going about his business um, in a very average 49ers team which is turning out to be um, he had a great week in week 7 he scored 23.50 points which included 9 tackles tackle for a loss, um, and a fumble recovery. But the guy I want to talk to you about and to look at is Aziz Al-Shahir. Um, week one, week three, week four, and week seven is posted over 12 points in every one of those weeks. Um, so the consistency in playing him is definitely in. So it's four good weeks out of six because they, they, they had a bye, remember, uh, unfortunately, at the moment, he, just to keep an eye, if you were going to pick him up, he is on this concussion protocol at this moment. So just monitor that. Um, but as soon as he clears that, he'll be back in. Um, he's probably on most waiver wires, so he's a good ad at this stage. I'm concentrating mainly on the line. I'm concentrating on the linebackers first because I, the Bears. Uh, another one of these teams, like I mentioned by the Steelers, they like to use the middle of the field. They like to run the ball heavily. Um, so, out, so, 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 yeah, the linebackers are in play. Outside of the linebackers, um, I'm starting to really like uh, uh, Manuel Mosley, um, and uh, and in this game as well, I quite fancy him to do okay. He missed the first two games of the season, but he scored. He scored really well since. Um, especially on the past defended count. He's right at the top of the tree. So, yeah, Emmanuel Mosley is the one I would look at in play, apart from the obvious Fred Warner. 
and Aziz Al-Shahir if he is fit. Um, flipping it over to the Bears, just to talk about them as a defensive unit. Brent, I think you mentioned it last week, and I'm going to mention it. Can we it. do it without discussing Roquan and, and Khalil? Is that at all possible? I was just covering that, just saying <laughs> I, I, there's no one else to talk about, really. Well, I'm, going to add, I'm going to add a third man in a minute. But Roquan Smith leads the overall point scoring in IDP+. Plus. Leads it. He's out in front, 141.5 points. So he's still in the running for uh, Defensive Player of the Year this year. So he's number one. At number 48 overall is Khalil Mack. Um, 90.5 points. Um, and that's it. That's it. Until position 122. I mean, that's just uh, just sum it up when you talk about it. When we're saying there is only two two real players in this defence. At this moment in time, there really is. Brokon Smith and Khalil Mack. The only one I'm now looking at is Eddie Jackson at DB. He's had two good weeks. And I quite like this matchup for him. Um, but, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, there's nothing else. Again, again, we get to the Bears and it is it. Is it. There's nobody. I'm not even looking at anybody to pick up. There's some randoms that are out there, but no, don't bother adding any of them. Absolutely not. For the game, I fancy the... Oh, it's a tough one, this. Um, I'm going to go the Bears at home. Just, yeah, just on the... I mean, it'd be a good def- defensive matchup. It's going to be a tough, tough sort of like battle, but yeah. Fancy the Bears to pip it just mainly because they're at home, but it's not a great both teams. Yeah, I don't don't see it being a classic, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the Bears. Um, arguably the better defense, um, even if it is only two players. Um, two very better good ground, ones, Better ground game for me at the moment. Um, consistent, not doing anything. You know. Overly yeah. explosive, but they they do get it down. They they you know they drive it forwards, um, and that that should open up sort of options for fields. I think um, so. Yeah, I I go with the Bears. Yeah, yeah. The linebackers just just the note on that teams that are playing against the Bears, the linebackers are scoring consistently quite well. Just it's just that tackle count going through the middle. There's people like obviously Khalil Herbert's playing. He's filling in at the moment for um, David Montgomery. So, yeah. Go on then. Who you on now? Mm. Right. Let's go with uh, Panthers at the Falcons. So, Ooh. Carolina Panthers. Um, well, we'd started to worry that the wheels were coming off this young Panthers team, you know, after what was a, a good start. I think we can say the wheels are off. Um, well, yeah. I said, I said the Giants... The Giants yeah, wheels completely yeah. fell off, but I think actually now the Packers' wheels have completely fell off, and they've given their wheels to the Giants, who have just. I, th- I think between two teams, they've got maybe three wheels as a whole. <laughs> it's just yeah, there's some sort, some, of tri- some sort of tricycle going on, but it's just yeah. I mean, beating twenty-five-three at the Giants, and you know they've now dropped to three and four, bottom of the NFC South, uh, which is a shame because you know you and I were both especially on the defence. We really like this young Panthers team coming into the the season. However, the main issues 
are on offense for me. It's, the defense, I think, is still sound. Um, so defensive-wise, I think for this matchup, you know, you can stick with your IDP favorites. You can stick, you know, Jeremy Chin still had 15 points. Uh, Brian Burns, one of my favorites, you know, racked up 25 points, had a great, you know, weekend. Um, so although Derek Brown, again, you know, the D-line, he was close with 22 points. So, you know, and, he, and he's on the waivers. Um, interestingly, so um, I'm not sure if he's yeah, I don't know if he'd be a bad pick for this game matchup against the Falcons, but for me at the moment with this Panthers team, if you've got any of those players, you stick with them. Um, this Panthers team is not a team you're going to start gambling and looking at, you know, when they might do this, they might do that. They've got to get back to basics. Um, I think the defense is, is, is still solid. Um, but yeah, so stick with your tried and tested sort of Panthers players at the moment. Um, they will get points in a game like this. Um, okay, the Falcons are on a you know good sort of you know two game win streak. Uh, the offense isn't perfect. I mean, Jesus, even even Miami managed to pick them off um, on Sunday, and that's something. So um, so yeah, I, I I wouldn't be sort of rolling any dice on the the Panthers, but they've still got some good players in that defense. Falcons. Um, Right, I've got to hold my hands up. I've been guilty of repeatedly saying that there's there's very little IDP value in this Falcons team outside of the two main linebackers. Well, there's a good reason for that. Uh, Foisade Lucon picked up another 26 points this weekend, including a pick. Not to be outdone, Dion Jones went for a monster 38.5 points, 15 tackles, three for a loss, one sack. I mean, he was just watching the game, well, watching the highlights because I'm stuck up here and they in the Highlands at the moment, but um, he, he just, he was a nightmare for, for the Dolphins at the weekend. Um, so they're, they're must-starts. However, another one I would consider looking at would be someone like Grady Jarrett. Now, I found him on the waiver wires. Um, Sam, Darn- Sam Darnold has been sacked 21 times this season, and this offense, is for me, is just a mess at the moment. It's all over the place. Um, so, again, Okay, we've only got a couple of teams on buys this week. Um, but, um, you know, if you can pick up a Grady Jarrett in a matchup like this, I would definitely fancy him, you know, racking up some points, uh, causing some problems, possibly getting to, to Sam Darnold. Um, and for me, in terms of the game, I, I think the Falcons carry on. I think, you know, make it a three-game winning streak. Um, you know, they're, they're nothing outstanding, but I think offensively they're, you know, they're solid. They're, they're rolling. They're playing the ball well. Um, so, um, yeah, I fancy Atlanta in this one. Yeah, and me, I totally agree with you. The only the only thing about the Panthers front is is if if the Falcons do start to find some form, they're playing quite well, and it's just a case of if they did start to find some form and they did get out, you know, they did get out of sight, then they that's the only thing. They do tend to keep teams in the game. That's the biggest problem with the Falcons at the moment. I just... You know what they're like. It's just like so I, I felt that they could have put the pedal down against Miami and got out of got out of sight, really. And they didn't. They kind of sort of just tried to run the ball into the ground and just got turned over. Oh, I think it turned over, but you know what I mean. Got turned over on Dyson. Yeah, that, that would that would frustrate. I'm, I'm sure it frustrates Andy. You know, our good friend who's a Falcons fan. And I, I, I remember watching the well, watching the highlights of it and thinking, you know, when you've got a gunslinger like a Matt Ryan yeah. and you've got a defence playing as badly as the Dolphins, yeah, 
you know, just there were holes there. I think he did. I think he ran it. He ran it three, ran it three, three times, and and, and then and punted it. And it was like, ah, yeah. oh, you know, why didn't you just go go for pits again? At this point, they can't handle him. Go for it. Try and get it, get the game out of out of sight. But they didn't. And then, you know, yeah, they ran it close again. <laughs> Only blew it. Anyway, right. Talking about that game. That brings me on to Dolphins at Buffalo. I'm going to go and put the kettle on. Yeah, I would, because um, it's not going to be pretty. So, um, so the question in this is, is: Do we expect Buffalo to bounce back after the Titans game before their bye week? Um, the answer is yes, 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 we do. Um, and I do feel, I do fear for uh, for the Dolphins. Um, I expect Josh Allen and the Bills to go big against the Dolphins as well. Um, the Bills against the Titans in week six was an off week for the Bills D. Um, it really was. It was a bit of an it was an absolute shocker all round um for me. But I expect their linebackers and secondary to be back amongst the points this week. Um and if it turns out to a blowout, if it turns into a blowout. Then Tua, Tua is going to be forced to throw it, um, and I fancy a pick or two in that secondary um, as that game progresses. Uh, with the yeah, so I just see it. I've seen the linebackers picking up points early on um, as as the game's reasonably tight, and then as as the Bills get out, out of sight, then then the attention will turn to the secondary for the big points. Um, Matt Milano and Jordan Poyer should both be back. They were both missing before their bye week. Um, so have a look if they're if they're kicking around just because people have dropped them and not picked them up, picked them back up. Um, that could be that could be an absolute steal to find either one of them. Um yeah. So the defensive line for the Bills, mm, mm, swerve that. Swerve the defensive line at the moment. We're getting not a lot of consistency up front from point scorers, where it's lying, Greg Rousseau, or whether it's going to be um, any of the other front. It, yeah, there's nobody really that's standing out. So, yeah, I would swerve that Bills D line at the moment. I'd be looking at their linebackers and their secondary in this one. Going over to the Dolphins, week seven. Obviously, had that, the game, as we mentioned, going to the wire and they lost on the last kick again. Um, they're desperate to get back on track. They're not, I just can't see them doing it against the Bills. It's interesting, though, looking at their points on the season, defensively, last year, um, Jerome Baker, as we know, was, was, was up there. And then it was dominated by their secondary. This year so far... Christian Wilkins is their top point scorer in IDP plus with 81 points. He's closely followed by J- um, Jerome Baker with 80.5 points, but that's, that's it for their top scorers. Then it really drops off. Um, now, obviously there's been injuries and mucking around with secondary, but the secondary for me, if it starts to sort of settle, there will be points to be had there. They won't, I don't think they're going to go through the, through the season quietly, those players. Um, 
And in this game, I think the secondary, the, the, the Dolphins secondary, most secondaries are in play when Josh Allen's on the field, just on tackle count, because he will air it out and he will he's be play after play, um, hitting people like Diggs. So I would look at the obvious, Xavier Howard, uh, Brandon Jones, or Jevon Holland, the rookie still, he's one that I'm, I'm, I'm still mad on and I'm still expecting him to finish the season reasonably strong, strongly and do well. Um, but yeah, so the so the Dolphins secondary um, and the Bills secondary and linebackers for me are where the points are going to be in this game. But as for the game, yeah, Bills win. Can't. Can't. Can you? No, no. I mean, you look at the Bills' last game and you go, "Yeah, well, you know, you get a freak game every season." And I'm sort of hoping that maybe this is a freak one for Miami, but it just ain't going to happen. Um, because, and what's frustrating at the moment is you're watching this defense that was so good last year, and now we, we're surrounded by all the the shock of uh, the talk of uh, the Sean Watson and all the, the trade rumors going around. And yet, to be fair, the tourney's coming off the back of two really good games. You know, four touchdowns at the weekend. At a, you know, again, they've been two tight games that could have gone either way. He's playing well. The offense is actually playing well. Yet the defense just seems to have. I don't know. It's just so. But yeah, I think there are. You know, there are positives there. Um, Javon Holland's had a good game in London. I think he was a top, you know, top scorer for us in IDP. Um, but you know, I mean, the Bills are going to want to bounce back and and just, you know, like you say, put their foot on the gas again and and just crack on with this season. Um, yeah, doesn't help us at Buffalo neither. No, no, we we never do well there. So um, no. yeah, it's just I think we we roll over on this one. Well, don't roll over, Jesus, but um, get to the bye week, have a nap. Yeah, I'll have a long, hard think about what we're going to do come Thanksgiving. That's kind of our thing. And look forward to Christmas, really. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a Miami fan for you. <laughs> right. Where are you? No more Dolphins thought. Right. Um, let's go. Well, let's keep it in the division. Uh, Patriots of the Chargers. Um it's a tough one to call this for me. Mm. Um, so, you know, the Pats demolished the Jets 54-13. I think, frankly, the Pats defence had a fairly lazy sort of feet-up type of Sunday against the Jets. Uh, Judon, one of our favourites, had a very quiet day, but, you know, you can't bench him after the season he's had. Um, you, you've got to play he's him. Still, he still calls that back. I watched it. He's just like... Yeah, he's, he's still... And I think because everyone's so worried, a bit like we touched on with, with TJ Watt, you've got a player who's been that consistent, that good all season, and he doesn't have to rack up loads of points. He doesn't have to, you know, put down loads of tackle numbers game in, game out. He's going to have one of those quiet games where he's just almost captain of the ship. You know, just letting everyone else do the work. But um, so the interesting one for me is I don't know, and this is one of your favourites. I don't know how I'm still finding Carl Duggar on the waiver wires. Um, Mate, he's dreamy. I love Carl Duggar. I absolutely yeah, love him. I mean, he's your new CJ Mosley, but he's picked up. <laughs> he's picked up twenty. Well, he picked up twenty points on Sunday. Okay, it's against the Jets. However. 
He racked up 21 points the week before against Dallas. That is not a mediocre defense. Um, so, you know, he can do it against quality QBs. He can do it against, you know, the Jets. Um, so, and I think, you know, he, he could probably do the same thing against Justin Herbert on Sunday. So he's got to be worth picking up. Um, JC Jackson in the secondary, I think he's having quite a good season quietly. Doesn't get, you know, a lot of plaudits. Um, so the value for me has to be in this pass, you know, certainly obviously Matt Judon, but you're not going to find him for free. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking at the, the Patriots secondary in this game. Um, and, you know, if you can get a JC Jackson, then, you know, fine. Uh, Chargers coming off a bye week following that, what was a very damaging sort of 34-6 loss to the Ravens in week six. I, I just don't like anything about the Chargers defense. Um, not from an IDP perspective. I mean, even Joey Bosa, he's only had one 20 plus week um, all season. So, um, and they've also got some injuries. Um, Drew Tranquil, Kenneth Murray, Nasser Adley, they're all on IR or, or very unlikely to start this weekend. Um, to be honest, I, I'm struggling to make a case for the Chargers. I really am. Um, so, if I had to, I think maybe the Chargers win because, you know, they, they have got a better offense. Um, but the IDP value has to be with the Patriots. But I wouldn't be at all surprised if, if the Patriots won this game, to be honest. But I will go with the Chargers um, purely because I just think they need to win the game. Um, and I think they are better offensively. Um, I think they've got a better ground game and they've got Justin Herbert. So, um but I think the Pats are, you know, they're, they're definitely better from a fantasy perspective. Agree, totally agree with both both of those points. I like I like the Pats D. I think they're like I said by Duggar. I like Juan Bentley, linebacker. I think he's he's starting to become a real player. Um, and with Judon Judon up front, that whole three, I think it's a it's a decent spine scoring wise, IDP wise. Um, yeah, but you, but I'm with you. I think charge. I think the Chargers will win it. I think they'll win it. I think they're too good offensively. And, um, yeah, people like Eckler just, yeah, that's that, this is the kind of player that I know um, Damien Harris had a bit of a game at the weekend against the Jets. But, yeah, I think I think the Pats could do with an Eckler or, or, or they still need they need a star offensive weapon for me, standout player to, to really to really start to make a difference. So where am I? I am at. Oh God, God, I got a beauty. I got a beauty on my hands here. The Washington Football Team at the Broncos. Jesus wept. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> it's um, our game game of the week, ladies and gents. This will be. Here we it. go. Here we go. Right. Time, time football. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on at the Broncos. Um. They've got a really good defense, and they've got it's just a roster. The roster's good. Go through it, and you look at all these players, and I think, what the hell are they doing coaching wise? And I just don't know. I just think I think the Broncos is just I don't know what's going on. I think they need to they need to seriously think what's going on um, coaching wise, and yeah, it's a right old mess. So. Um, it was an embarrassing display against the Browns in week seven. The They lost to, it's crazy when you think about it, they lost to a team that is a run-heavy team 
missing their both starting running backs and also their QP. They lost their starting QB and they beat them. Um, you've got to expect changes in the Broncos team. And with that in mind, it may not be any time to really start thinking about any of the Broncos players um, defensively. If you have to, I don't know why you would have to, Why? who's forcing you to take Broncos players? Not very nice to do that to anybody. A gun to the head moment, that is. But if you are, you've got to look at people like Ronald Darby, Shelby Harris. Harris got himself a sack, tackle for a loss. He got 18.5 points in in week seven. Um, yeah, and, and talking about Ronald Darby, DB, um, He's now fit, and he should, he should, he should have an every down roll going forward. He got eight tackles and a tackle for a loss in week seven, so he got fifteen points. So there's some points to have, um, but the team is going to be, I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do. So they could change anything. To be fair, this at this stage because nothing's really working. Um, the matchup against Heineke is a good one, though. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if those those two players, Ronald Darby and um, Shelby Harris up front of the D-line, um, done all right. So, I mean, you you could play them. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's actually funny it's watching this on camera. I mean, and anyone listening to this on the audio <laughs> later on, Nathan is such a positive person. Right. And he he loves his stats. And I've gradually seen him sinking lower and lower into the desk on it's, it's so it's so difficult. Some decent depth in I'm gonna say to, I say to Murph, look, I, I forgot I, when I signed up for this, when the when teams are really poor, it's really difficult. It is really difficult. So I um, just did one of the most painful calls ever. Go on. Yeah. yeah, but going over to so Washington on the other hand, let's let's be positive about something. So Washington on the other hand. Defensively, they have got some players to talk about. Jonathan Allen is one I really want to highlight. Um, he got to Rogers five times in the defeat to Green Bay. And actually, that game, I was quite impressed by Washington and Heineke. In stages of the game, they looked really quite good. They kind of stayed in it. But I mean, Rogers, they were just too good, the Packers, offensively, at the end of the day. Um he got Jonathan Allen three QB hits, two sacks, and two tackles for a loss. It got him 24 points. Um, outside that, Montez Sweat and Landon Collins also scored well um, and have scored well on the season so far. Cole Holcomb is so good. Yeah, looking at the season so far, Cole Holcomb is 13th overall with. 117.5 points. He actually had quite a quiet game against the Packers. Um, uh, Jonathan Allen is 30th overall with 101.5 points. Kendall Fuller is at 60. Landon Collins is at 94. Um, so Washington, yeah, they have some decent players that are in that top 100. Um, and defensively, I expect it to continue. The matchup, I would go. I would. I would go. Yeah. I like I said. It's really struggled to talk about the um, Broncos player, so I'm going to go with a gut on this and just go right. Forget them then. 
and then let's go go Washington. Let's pick let's pick Jonathan Allen. The players that were mentioned, they are big players, but they might one or two of them. Kendall Fuller still seeing him on some waiver wires. Um, Landon Collins, Jonathan Allen mentioned Cole Holcomb. You're not going to find Cole Holcomb very much, but yeah. Yeah, the one I've the, the the one I would highlight is Jonathan Allen. Though he's having an absolute monster season, um, yeah, and that's I expect him to do well in week eight. And I fancy the Washington. Uh, I fancy Washington to win this. Got it. Got it. I'm not. I'm not picking the Broncos until they sort themselves out. Refuse to. <laughs> um. Sorry, Broncos no. fan. Probably go with that actually. I mean, there are a few teams that in the summer we sort of looked at and went, they could be a real car crash. Um, I know I picked the Saints potentially because they didn't seem to know what they were doing with QB. The Broncos, a lot of people were tipping early in the summer. Well, you know, that's a, that's a good roster. They could go, you know, push the playoffs, go into the postseason, do some damage. And they do look like a car crash at the moment. Um, I don't think they know what they're doing on either side of the ball half the time. Like you said, there are some talented players there, but, you know, you've got to tell them what to do. So, um, my concern with Washington is always... Offence, right? Yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I just can't get my head around it all the time. The Pat Shermer, offensive coordinator, I just don't... I just can't get my head around the weapons that they've got and the calls that they make and... Just sometimes you just go. It is, it is absolutely baffling, and I don't, I don't understand what's going on there at the moment. Um, and I think you know you, you've got a strong Washington sort of defensive line there, um, and and some quality players there. So, and Heineke has shown in in sort of fits and starts that he, he can lead that. All right, you you know you said he's playing the Packers, so you know that's that's a different sort of class of team. This is a team that Washington will fancy playing. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd go along with that. I'd say Washington to win this. Yeah. Cool. Where are you now? Right. Uh, Jags at the Seahawks. So, um, yeah, when you sent me this, one, I was like, mm, not too sure about this one. But um, actually, once I started looking at it. So, we've got the Jags coming off the bye. Um you know, following their first win in London. Thank you for that. Um, and, uh, okay, the defence is a bit banged up at the moment, although Miles Jack should be back for the weekend. Um, having seen the defence live the other week um, and then having to watch it the following day when I was sober, um, you know, it, it's still sort of fairly average. And a better offence, in my opinion, better offence in Miami would have been potentially out of sight by half time, But... Luckily for the Jags, they're playing a two and five Seahawks team with Geno Smith under centre. Um, now, to be fair, I only got a chance to watch the the highlights of the Monday night game. So, um, but I think this is a, this is a good matchup for the Jags. Um, you know, I've been looking at Josh Allen, someone we've mentioned before this season. Um, also at LB, you know, I've been looking at sort of Damian Wilson. Um, look, he, he looked good in London. Um, against Dolphins, picked up a season best of 16.5 points. Um, and I wouldn't rule out the Jags secondary either. You know, against the Seattle offense, uh, both you got Andrew Wingard, um, Rashawn Jenkins, both played well in week six in London. 
Um, but if you look at the stats for me, Andrew Wingard's you know, been the most consistent this season um, in term, terms of sort of IDP point scorers. Seattle at the moment, again, I don't want to rag on Seattle because I, I, I think, you know, listeners might feel I've got a bit of a downer on the Seahawks, but they're just a, they're just all over the shot for me. Um, I think only Puna Ford and, and Jordan Brooks uh, made double figures in IDP last week. And considering that was, you know, at times, I mean, just looking at the highlights, going, you know, Jameis Winston was, he looked like he was running around making up plays on the fly. I'm not even sure New Orleans really knew what was going on. Um, and I think a better drill defence would have punished Winston for that. You know, we've talked about it before. He, he throws off the back foot, halfway through a tackle, sitting down facing the wrong way. Um, so, uh, to be honest, you know, would I be starting Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner, Jordan Brooks, players like that this week? Yes, of course you would, because, you know, it's... He's still a one in five Jags team. Um, he's still a rookie QB, and they're still being played in Seattle. Um, but outside of that, I, I wouldn't be touching them really. Um, and to be honest, I've got a sneaky feeling the Jags might nick their their first road win. Mm. So, That's a shame, mate. That's a shame. It is. I mean, Seattle just didn't. I don't know. I mean, it's different watching the highlights like I did this morning, being mm. stuck on holiday to watching the full game. So now I read a report this morning that said the Seattle defense played fairly well and Jordan Brooks and there were some key plays and all the rest of it. Um but I don't know. You know they're 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 two and five. They're they're well out of it in the NFC West. Um and I I just think that there's some real problems there. Yeah. So, Agree. I totally agree. And I think, I, I think, like you said, L- Lawrence played particularly well the last few weeks. And I think that's, you know, if he can, if he can really start to click, if that offense can start to click, that's that's where the game will be won. Because I've got a feeling that they'll they'll be all right containing Seattle. Well, say they'll be all right. They, yeah, that they've got to stay. They've got to stay in touch. If they do stay in touch, I think they could win it. I do think they could win it. Yeah, I mean, if we were talking about Russell Wilson starting in the centre, it'd be a different, yeah, know, different conversation altogether. But um, yeah, Gino, no, 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 totally agree. So where am I? Let me just double check. I am where I think I am. Yes. So going on, you mentioned uh, Winston. Um, I'm, I'm. He's got. He's got Tampa. Yeah, so if he plays like that against them, um, I think I think yeah, he's, he's he's in for a rough day. But anyway, let's go. I'm going to start actually with the Saints because with the Saints D, um, because that game, Demario Davis had an absolute monster performance, a huge one. Um, he caught two sacks, four tackles for a loss, and ten tackles. Um, he got 45.50 points, and he sits over. He sits number four overall this season, um, which is a because of his age as well. I mean, it's, he, he's still still doing it's still doing the business. And talking of people at age, we mentioned about this at the start of the season about the Saints being the the, the aging defense that they are, but they're still doing the job. Um, Malcolm Jenkins 
he's doing the same. He got a sack, another sack. Um, he's 56th overall on the year. And he's on 87 points. Just to clarify, he's 56th, not 56. Yeah, he might be. He might be 56. This is it. In 10 years' time, we're still going to be saying Malcolm Jenkins is still in the top 10. Um, He's crazy. Um, But yeah, he got a sack. uh, So 56 overall um, with 87 points. Cam Jordan and uh, Paulson Debo, who I mentioned the other week, um, he, he also scored well this week. Um, so did Cam Jordan. Said uh, obviously the matchup-wise this work this week is a tough one for the Saints. Um, uh, but I think personally, I think they're going to be well up for this. They're going to be well up for this game. It's a it was a good performance against Seattle and going to Seattle and getting it. But but as I mentioned earlier, I'm a real big flag flyer, and I'm always going on about the fact that it's. Big games, big names. And for me, Cam Jordan could be uh, could be in line. And this is the kind of battle that he sort of like lives for. And it is going to be a massive battle up front against Tampa. It's going to be absolutely, um, yeah, there'll be sparks flying out there. So going, going over to Tampa, in week seven... JPP, he's arrived. He's back. Um, the big man. I, he was. It was fantastic. See, he he, he he looks. It was signs of his former self. It's great to see him back fit or so safe fit. I've, I've read a report this week that he's got multiple injuries and has had them for God knows how long. He's carrying and carrying them week in week out. But he certainly looked good in week seven. He got two sacks and a forced fumble against the Bears. Devin White scored well. He got 10 tackles and a tackle for a loss. And Shaq Barrett was constantly causing havoc, as usual. He helped himself to 15.5 points. Maldine, who Brendan mentioned last week, he scored well. Um, and you'd be, pretty, yeah, you'd be pretty happy if you picked him up. Anton Winfield Jr., he returned from injury. He got a sack and a forced fumble. Um, but these, these are all... Obviously against uh, the Bears, and it was it was a right old mess, to be honest. What was they were causing absolute havoc. Um, the Tampa D. Uh, talking about them on the season, Shaq Barrett is it eighteen on the season? Devon what is it fifty four? So you know he's got a way to go to get all the way up to that top spot, and I don't think he's going to get anywhere near it. But pretty much the rest of the players, apart from Devin White and Shaq Barrett, have been a bit hit and miss uh, points-wise. One week good, one week not so good. Um, But for this one, I fancy both D-lines. I do fancy both D-lines in this. I think it will be a battle for both teams um, up front. And uh, I'm going to go, obviously, you're not going to be available, but Shaq Barrett... Is one I expect to score really well. And I fancy Cam Jordan, who might be available on waiver wires for New Orleans. And they're my players to watch. Um Tampa to win. But I think it'll be a I think it'll be a, a hard affair and it'll be um the fireworks. But it'll be just the fact that um 
Jameis Winston is the QB for the Saints, so I just think that they're, they're going to get to him, Tampa. They're going to cause some havoc. Yeah, I think Tampa's secondary be sniffing around. Um, as I've touched on before, I, I love the Tampa defense, but they are frustrating from a fantasy perspective because, you know, you, you predict, you know, you bench JPP one week and they'll go for, you know, nearly 20 points. And, and so it, it's, they are, a, a, I think they're a great team defense, but they don't always, they don't always reward you in fantasy as I've found. Um, I think Shad Barrett is one I've, I've stuck with consistently. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think tampering this because, Jameis Winston in that again. I've only seen the highlights, but he just he, he worries me under centre. He, he just seems to run around like a you know like he, he doesn't really know what's going on half the time. But um, and when it comes off, you know it looks great. But um, he does throw at some very strange positions. So yeah, I, I think that Tampa secondary might, might be sniffing around. But um, right, no idea. Um. I'm going to my game of the week, and we're talking about sort of big players, big games, and this game of the week for me, the Cowboys at the Vikings. I think is, I I think this could be absolutely. See, you're you're calling this, and this is making me, this is making me review my my idea. I've got I've got a bit of a. This is a sideline. This is not a defensive thing. This is. I, I'm I'm looking at who to I'm I'm playing the waiver wire on quarterbacks on the waiver wire at the moment. I'm as you know in our home league. And um yeah, I, I don't know whether to pick up try to pick up Kirk or not. I I I'm I'm going against it, but it could be a shootout, like you said. Go on, crack on, well, Brad. So as I say, game of the week from a fan's perspective for me. Um so both coming off week seven buys, both teams gonna be fresh. Uh, Cowboys, you know, five and one, top of the NFC East. Vikings, three and three. As we've discussed, probably unlucky, really unlucky, not to be really breathing down Green Bay's neck in in their division. You got two QBs playing well. Uh, you got two good grand games. Um, they've both got teams that can, you know, they've got starting RB. They can both be backed up by a decent, you know, second RB or or fullback. Um, you know, so it's and. Obviously, the Vikings have had, you know, Cook back now. So, um, and his week six numbers show just what a massive loss he's been. Um, so, but I am going to pike out a little bit on this one because for me, I, I don't think it's a game where I'm going to be rolling any sort of, you know, IDP dice. I'm not going to be looking for anything out of the ordinary. Um, so, you start Travon Diggs, you start Mika Parsons for Dallas, you start. Kendricks, you start Daniel Hunter, you start Harrison Smith for for the Vikings, um, but I just, for me, I think this could be a real shootout, um, and I just, I'm not sure I could. I'm not going to delve into the wave wires on this. I'm not going to sort of go out on a limb and say, "Yep, he could have a good game," because I just, I think it's going to be all about. You touched on it. Those big name players. This is a, this is a you know a big sort of prime time game, and um, and I've gone back and forth over this. I mean, I part of me sort of really, I, I think the Vikings could win it, but and the only reason I I am, 
and apologies, I am coming down on the side of Dallas, if I can find a case, is they've got the number one cornerback in the league at the moment, in Diggs. Um, and I just think that, it sounds stupid to say, that one player could be the difference in this game. But he really could. Um, because it, it could turn into, I think both teams will, they'll try and impose the run game, but sooner or later, both Dak and Kirk are going to have to start airing that ball out. Um, I think it will be tight, and I think it will be possibly one turnover that just you know just switches that game. And I think there's no one you want more in that backfield than Diggs at the moment. Um, it's just he's playing lights out secondary football, um, and and even if he doesn't, to be fair, I think Cousins is going to be wary of him. Yes. Yeah. So, that that would yeah. Well, so, if, and if he isn't, it should be in my yeah, mind. Yeah. I would be. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough it's a tough one. I I got a feeling that um, you know, when we're talking about matchup wise, there could be there could be it might not be those big wide receivers that are gonna are gonna take the big plaudits in this one. I think I think they're gonna have to think a little bit. About that coverage, especially from um, from Viking side of things, I think we are going to have to think about, you know, where is Diggs and who, who is he? Who is he? Who is he up against? And maybe trying to keep the ball away from him because he is just on, like you said, he's lights out. And the thing is, when players are in form, you've got you've got to kind of respect that. And I think there could be a, there could be a call for somebody like Tyler Conklin at its high end and players like that that are maybe not the KJ Osborne. Yeah, and I I think you're right. I mean, you could see someone like Dwight Schultz come in. So both quarterbacks sort of start to look down the field and go, well, there's nothing there. So you're then looking for those tight ends to come across the middle. And then even then you've got two quarterbacks and just just drop it into the middle. And that that creates another problem for the defence. So, um, I I mean, I think... For me, this this is the game of the weekend. Yeah, I don't think our secondary is quite... Quite clicking up front is where we are. I mean, I think we might be able to slow the run game down of Zeke, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a real it's a real tough one to call. And the fact that the fact that we're at home, the Vikings are at home, makes it even harder to call. For and me. like we said, then in our eyes, they're not a three and three team. No, you know, it, it's. I mean, I, I looked at the the power rankings earlier. You look at some of the teams above them. You know, Cleveland and. and you yeah. go no, I'd buy the Vikings over them. Yeah, so. I think I think both teams are actually have actually performed quite well this year. Well, obviously Dallas, we know that when they get going, they can be absolutely um, destructive, and that's 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 the worry for me is that is that you know I don't know I don't know it's really, it was tough because we've had the bye week as well, so it's going to mean a lot to the Vikings because we're just that kind of team that. You know, we're always carrying multiple injuries. Um, yeah. Oh. Don't know. Tie. <laughs> nil, nil. Tie ball game. First of the season. Right. Where am I going? Monday Night Football. I'm going. Yeah. Giants at Chiefs. My man, Nick Bolton. All season, banging on about him. And before the season, I had... Um, People ask me what rookie linebacker that I liked. And because of the fantasy perspective, I knew that Nick Bolton was a tackling machine. 
people said about oh Parsons, Jock, all these players, and you go, yeah, but they're they're multi-talented kind of. Again, people don't like the word, but that Swiss Army knife kind of idea. You know, they can do lots lots of different things. When Nick Bolton is a he's a downright just tackle machine. He is there, bang bang bang, and he is on absolute fire at the moment. He's nineteenth overall. IDP plus, no matter what position, IDP-wise, he is number 19 scoring-wise. So for me, he is Defensive Rookie of the Year nailed on at this moment in time by an absolute country mark. Probably won't get it because he's not flashy enough or, um, you know, always playing in a team where defensively, again, absolutely ripped apart at the moment. Um, but, yeah, just saying that he's 19th overall. The other two players in the top 100 players um in idp plus at the moment are so far the season are legerius need and tyrone matteo they are 82 and 85 respectively um and that's it that's 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 all that's in the top 100 from the chiefs this year nobody in the nobody in the d line no other linebackers and just those two in the secondary that are that are, that are that are way down back end and it's just Nick Bolton. Um and he's gonna be he's he's the player I'm picking for the tackle floor ad um going forward. So add him if you can and if if you can't add him maybe it's time especially if you're playing in Dynasty um to look at to look at him as a pickup to look at him cheeky bid add him as a piece of you know a bigger trade or whatever you want to do but I, I would definitely look look at trying to add this kid he is playing really really well um and he is seriously pretty much every down linebacker at the moment um but this matchup is a matchup obviously as we've mentioned again it's the it's, it's the giants so it is one that i like for kansas city and the jarrett's need chris jones is back fit i quite like that as a stack Sneed and Sneed and Jones as a stack that wouldn't be a bad play in my opinion, um, and obviously Nick Bolton. The rest of the players I wouldn't, you know. There's nobody there that I'd be looking at at this stage. Uh, over to the Giants, going to another rookie who had an absolute lights out week, and that is Aziz Ojalari. He had himself a breakout performance in week seven. He had two point five, two point five sacks. Um, the Jacks, um, the the Giants had. Six sacks in total against um, the Panthers. Um, and Ojalari got two, 2.5 of them. Uh, we mentioned Leonard Williams last year. He scored 17 points on the day. Jibril Peppers and Dexter Lawrence, they got the other two sacks. Yeah, yeah. So I've got uh, Leonard Williams getting 1.5 sacks. Um. As mentioned in previous weeks, the Giants' secondary is, is difficult to navigate to pick out which player out of those top three um, who, who's got, where the points are going to be. It was it it was it was it Peppers Peppers got it this week, um, but I, I tend to swerve them because Logan Ryan, Xavier McKinney, um, or all peppers is is one of the three every week and it's difficult to actually navigate who the one it is so i would swerve them for me it's 
Ojolari, play him in this one. And Leonard Williams, there. Mahomes is not playing well, and he's really struggling currently. I don't. I, th- I think he's going to be under some serious pressure for the Giants as well, because they the D's decent. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it'll be a Chiefs win in it in this game. But defensively, points wise, I think there's some to be had. Do you reckon, Rob? We seem to talk about it. Well, we have been talking about it the last couple of weeks. And what's wrong with the Chiefs? Mm. And I just, I keeps throwing picks. Yeah, and I, I actually, God help me, I actually fancy the Giants in this one. Do you? I mean, yeah, that yeah. would be that would be great. I mean, I'd just love. be no. I'm, I'm not. I'm, it might not happen. It's probably the medication, but it's um, a deadly mix. Those two. <laughs> but you look at, I mean, like you say, all right, from an IDP perspective, trying to drill down into a player in that giant secondary, but there are quality players there. Oh, yeah. Across that backfield. Just which one's going to get the points? Yeah. But you look at it from a game matchup and you go, well, does it really matter? Because yeah, Holmes right. is making mistakes, throwing some really sort of lollipop balls and some bad passes. So, Everything says yes. The Chiefs should, you know, should pick this up and and should win it. But um, and I don't think any Giants fans again too carried away about the win sort of last weekend. But uh, I, I probably will go Chiefs. But I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be awfully surprised. Yeah, that's what I, I said. I'm, I mean, I just feel that you know, defensively, defense, both teams are in play. For this 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 kind of matchup is is absolutely brilliant because you've got you know you've got the Giants will the Giants will just have a go Danny Dimes will have a go of course he will and and with Mahomes at this moment if he's not hitting his targets he's getting picked off and like you said that secondary is so good it is it is really good it's up there on paper it's pretty much there or thereabouts the best when you look at those safeties I mean you got three absolute crackers. I'm I'm not going down to the bookies and putting any money on the Giants. I'm not, but it's <laughs> I'll go I'll go with the Chiefs. I'm gonna bottle it and go, right, okay. The Chiefs win it, but um because I know what'll happen. I'll put ten quid on it and Danny Dimes will just he'll fumble a snap, pick it up, trying to run twenty yards down the field with his head on, you know, head first into the you know, the first linebacker he sees and then so um no. It's um We'll go with the Chiefs. Right. I think that well that wraps us up anyway for this week. Cool. So um thanks guys for tuning in. Um yeah, and we will see you again next week. Um Bren will be back back home and hopefully yeah, I won't still, I won't still be at the office. I hope not. I'll be south of the border. So. Okay. Happy days. Well right. Thanks very much guys. See you next week and remember, keep rushing. Alright, cheers guys. See you soon.
HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.